Boy, meditation's going to seem quite boring after that. <laughs> I'd like to um, also welcome welcome you all here. It's really lovely to to share these days together with you, all of us here together at Gaia House. Um, as Brad pointed out, some of you here for the first time, some of you many times over many years, and similarly with the Qigong, some, some of you complete beginners, some lots of experience and whole range in between, and with the meditation also, some, some faces I recognize from many years, some complete strangers, beginners, so a whole range. So whatever, whatever level of experience you're at, you're not alone, as, as Brad mentioned. Uh, I, j- I might just um, just mention just this is Brad and I'm Norman. <laughs> um, so just for those of you who who haven't met us before. Hmm. I think um, where I'd where I'd like to start is just to begin by encouraging you all to kind of drop the idea of this being a insight meditation and qigong retreat and just let it be a meditation retreat so the the insight meditation aspect and the qigong aspect refer to different forms that we'll be using and within each of those there will be a variety of different forms kind of different subforms we could say but with all of it with whatever form we happen to be using in any given moment, the form is simply a support. It's a tool that supports us in the process of meditation. And the process of meditation is a process of bringing mindfulness or awareness and interest or curiosity to the experience of this moment right now. And through that mindfulness and that interest, hopefully coming to, to, to know the present moment, to know our present experience in a way that, that perhaps there can be some understanding that arises from within the being, some, some understanding, some insight that can in some way free us free heart and mind, free us from preconceived ideas, free us from imaginations, free us from limitations that we may be imposing on ourselves. Free us in a way that there can really be a a lightness and a, a happiness, a sense of joy, of ease, of being in this world and in this body. So through the retreat, we'll be, we'll be giving attention, a lot of attention, to the body. You've probably noticed attention going to the body already. So we'll be using the body a lot. And through these days, we'll also be giving attention to the mind, different aspects of mind, and to the heart. And, and again, all of this is with the intention of being a support for this process of of a real investigation into 
who we are, what our lives are, where we may be limiting ourselves, where we may feel tied to something, and to see if it's possible for some understanding to arise that can untie, that can really release us from our struggles. In the, in the context of the retreat, we have, um, as I've mentioned, we have the, the insight meditation form and the qigong form as forms for supporting this inquiry. And I'd just like to, <coughs> excuse me, I'd like to take a few minutes just to speak briefly about some of the other structures that we have in retreat, which also support us in this process. And and re, the retreat retreat is really um, it's kind of a, a funny situation in a way and 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 at times people will say something like oh this is just so artificial it's not it's not real life at all it's you know what's why do we have to do this and why can't we do it like that and um, and it's very easy for the mind to come up with ideas about how it could be better or how it could be more useful. But the, there, there's, uh, the, the retreat form has, has developed over many years, and it's developed forms and structures that really do provide a support for this process. And certainly we can, we can come up with lots of ideas of ways that we could change the retreat that might make it easier or might make it more comfortable, or might make it more pleasant. But all of that isn't really the idea. It's also, it's also not our idea to torture ourselves, or to, to create struggle for ourselves, but rather to provide, to provide, a, 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 to provide conditions where we can look within ourselves and see where the struggles and where the ties are and to see what's, what's kind of beneath, what's supporting the struggles and the ties and then hopefully in that to come to some release, to come to some freedom. And so the, the structure of the retreat has been developed, has evolved as a way of supporting this this process and and as Brad as Brad kind of um, referred to you know we may not know what we're doing next <laughs> and sometimes we don't we you know within within the within the form within the structure there is space for some freedom there's there's space for responding to the present moment to the conditions of the present moment it's not with rigidity. So some of the some of the supports that we do have. Um, first, I'd like to mention. Uh, I, I think the manager um, who gave the opening talk. Did you give the opening? Okay. So in the in the opening talk, um, were the five of the precepts were mentioned. Yes. Okay. So the 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 five precepts are are mentioned, and and I'd just like to to briefly um, mention that again. And not to um, not to say them again. They've already been mentioned, and they're written down in many places, and you can um, you can see them. But just to to mention the the five precepts, 
not as rules, thou shalt not, this is what you're supposed to not do, this is what you're supposed to do, but rather to really encourage seeing or viewing the precepts as supports. And they serve as supports in, in a number of ways. One way is that the, the precepts and the trust that each of us has in each other to, to, to follow the precepts as much as possible allows for an overall atmosphere of trust. It allows for an overall atmosphere of safety, of feeling safe in the environment, feeling safe to the extent that we can allow ourselves to just be and not have to worry about interference in any way from other people. So the, the, the precepts are really a support for this, this atmosphere, the, um, the, the environment of the retreat. And the, the precepts also serve very much as a support for the investigation process, for the meditation process. So, so we, can, we can use the precepts as kind of a, as guides for looking within ourselves, for guides to pay attention to how am I speaking, what am I speaking, what's my intention with speaking, or um, uh, guides for how am I relating to other people, how am I relating to objects. So the, the precepts are really, can really be used as guides for looking into our relationship to ourselves and others, as well as the environment. And to a very large extent, this is what the meditation practice is. It's looking at relationship, looking at relationship and seeing within any given relationship, is there, is there desire, clinging, craving, attachment? Is there aversion, pushing away, not wanting? Is the nature of my relationship one of wanting something to be different than it is and struggling with that? Or is my relationship one of, of ease and openness and freedom? So the, the precepts are real support for this, this kind of inquiry. Another support is the schedule. And um, those of you who haven't been on a retreat before or haven't been to Gaia's before might look at the schedule and see, my God, Qigong, sitting, um, sitting, Qigong, sitting, Qigong, sitting, walking, huh? sitting, Qigong, huh? and the, uh, the schedule can be quite daunting and the thought can come, oh, where's there a break? It's, 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 I didn't realize the whole day was going to be meditation and Qigong. Uh, um, but uh, really encourage you to, to see the, the schedule, to view the schedule not as a kind of a tyranny, not as a torture, but really as a support. And if you start to, start to look at it in this way and, and really look into it and reflect on how does it support... Um, you may be surprised at, at what, what will come to you and, and what will show in the days together, how, how the, the schedule really is a support for the practice and for the continuity of practice. And of course, one way that it's a support is that if you 
follow the schedule, you don't have to think about, well, what should I be doing now? Or where should I be now? Or what's happening next? It really is a support for just letting go of all that that thinking and trying to figure out and, and can really allow us just to drop into just what is right now, whether it's sitting or walking or standing or movement in the qigong or having lunch or perhaps going for a walk after lunch or having a nap, but just allowing us to settle into just this and not be so concerned about, oh, what's next, what's next, what's next? This is the usual pattern of mind, isn't it? You're all familiar with this in life outside retreats? There's so much energy goes into, oh, what's next? Oh, I've got so much to do. There's so many things on my list. So we can use the schedule to help us just to set all that aside and just, just to settle, just to be right here, right now. So schedule is a, is a really important support. And I'd like to um, particularly point out the, um, the 9.30 sitting period. And this is when the instructions for the meditation for the day will be given. So really important that you get here for that, that period. And then the following period at 10.30 is the Qigong instructions for the day. So really important that you be here for that. <laughs> And then um, it doesn't say it on the schedule, but the, um, the 315 sitting meditation period is often a guided meditation. And at that time, I often give some, some new instructions or, or a new form, a new, a new form of the meditation. So real encouragement to be here for that one also. And, um, and other than that, just encouragement to be here. <laughs> Okay, so the the schedule as as a as a support, and um, and then the um, the one other support I'd like to mention is myself and Brad, and we are really here to support you, and so through the retreat um, we'll be meeting with each of you once in a small group, and there will be opportunity for. Uh, for signing up for individual meetings with us. And so please, please make use of these meetings. This is an opportunity to ask questions, to clarify difficulties. And um, it's a, there, there's a lot of people here. It's a very full retreat for me and Brad, but real encouragement just to remember our reason for being here is to support you. And so if you're having any difficulty, if you have any question, Please do not hesitate to contact us. Don't think, oh, they're so busy, I can't bother them. I don't, da, 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 da. That's why we're here. So, so please, if you have a question or some difficulty, leave, us a, leave either one of us a note and we'll give a time to meet. Or if it feels really urgent, don't bother with a note. Just come up to one of us and, and ask for a meeting. And we'll we'll give you a time at the first possible opportunity. Okay, so I just want to want to really be be clear about that. Okay, and um, yeah, so that's that's um, that's the main things I wanted to to mention. Just those they're just those those supports and just the um, the whole aspect of of this being a retreat for inquiry, 
a retreat that uses all this, this whole variety of different forms as supports for the, the mindfulness and the investigation, the curiosity, the interest. And, and hopefully through the, through the course of this retreat, through these, these days together, hopefully each one of us will, will come to some understanding, some realization, some, some awakening that really will free mind and heart. Get used to this strange, uh, like passing the baton between Norman and myself. Hopefully, we'll get um, a little more skills that won't be so squeaky by the end of the retreat. So, I'd like to talk about another um, support for the being here on retreat, another support that really helps us turn our attention inward. Because so much of our normal life is very outward focused. Isn't that the case? Yeah, we so. And what we're interested here on retreat is to see if we can really receive our experience in ourselves, in our body, in our heart. And from there, we can actually receive all that's around us. But a lot of our it's actually a way of moving away from ourself. So by coming in, we're already receiving our experience of the moment as it is through body and heart. One of the ways that we really go out in our everyday is through talking. And how much that really takes our energy out, our external focus. So on retreat, we really one of the strong supports for that internal focus, for bringing that attention inward, is the silence. And I think for some of us here on retreat, it's maybe the most challenging. For some of us, it'll be the most rewarding. But it's a real key part of the practice. In a way, it's what often defines this retreat as opposed to a lot of our other type of experience in life. We're just not engaging in that talking. Except in the small groups that Norman mentioned, then also if you want to come and meet with us one-to-one. But just helping to support that, drawing the focus inward by not talking. It's both a support for yourself, it's also support for the people around you. Yeah, because a lot of the time we're in a new situation, we don't know so many people. People say, well, what do you do? And who are you? Yeah, and sometimes it's, you know, that can be wonderful and great. And in this situation, it's again, it's kind of, we're just dealing with ourselves. We don't want to have to be dealing with everybody else. So the silence as a support for coming and being with our experience moment to moment. And also just letting, if you're here with a friend or a loved one, a partner, it's kind of letting them go 
So you don't have to relate to them in that way. If at any time you're concerned, whether it's for a loved one, a partner, a friend, or for anybody on the retreat, please contact us. Don't go up to someone and say, hey, you okay? Please contact us, let us know, and we'll make that, we'll make that contact. So it kind of frees you up, your responsibility to yourself. And part of the, um, the, the support of the silence I'd also suggest if you've got your mobile phone here, turn it off. And that's not just in not speaking, but also give your thumbs a break. Yeah, Let go of texting for six days. The world will still exist. And it's, you know, we, we, get, we get more and more dependent on technology. It's an interesting reflection for me as, as well as for most of us, I'm sure, here. And what a relief to kind of have a break from that daily contact with technology. Again, just to kind of come back to oneself. So if you've got your mobile phone here, please turn it off. If you're needing to be contacted in an emergency, okay, you might want to just switch it on once a day and check the messages. But please don't, unless it's an emergency, respond. Also with the silence, what we really strongly suggest that you don't read during the retreat. Um, if you brought that novel that you just really want to finish in case it's really boring, I ask you to put it aside. You might find actually what goes on inside during this retreat is actually more interesting than any novel you could ever read, hopefully. It's um, the inner world. It can be a very fascinating terrain. So please let go of any reading and if you find yourself in front of the notice board time and time again reading the same sentence about <laughs> this or that or the other, you may just want to notice. Yeah, just notice that, which some you know, some of us it's not quite an addiction, but that habit of you know, is there something to read? You know, the exit sign. How many times can you read? <laughs> exit. Oh yes, exit. Yes. Yeah. So it's another way that we can we can break that compulsion to externalize, to take our energy, our attention out. Um, and with writing, similar. If you um, have come here and you're trying to finish your latest novel, we ask to put that aside. Uh, and if you, if you find that there's some insights that arise that are just, that you just want to put that to paper, please feel free to do so, but keep it succinct. It can just be, for me sometimes I just need to write down a word. And that word links me to that memory, to that insight. It doesn't have to be a whole page or a whole treatise on the emptiness of serving food. Yeah, but just, just one thing can help connect you to that experience. So don't get lost in the writing, another way that we take energy out. So supporting ourselves to really take our seat here in the hall, in the practice coming back to our experience of the moment, moment to moment to moment, noticing the ways that we distract, noticing the ways that we take our attention out, and just coming back. And one of the paradoxes, one of the sweet paradoxes about this situation, about these conditions, about letting go of that habitual 
checking out how other people are, is that in the silence and in the lack of contact, there can be at times a real sense and real depth of sense of connection, of interconnection. In a way, it's going underneath all our personality structures and forms and who we think we are and what we do and how we dress interconnecting to something that's more fundamental that we all share which in a way no, no, no amount of talking can take us there it's about kind of dropping underneath all of that activity into something more fundamental in ourselves that we all share as a human being So it's a lot of speaking about silence, isn't it? It's kind of another one of those paradoxes. It's a silent retreat, but you know, Norman and myself end up talking quite a lot. It's another paradox in one of these. It's a silent retreat, but hey, what goes on inside of here it isn't very quiet most of the time. <clears throat> but life, life is like this, isn't it? It's kind of life is full of very sweet paradoxes. So I'd like to speak a little bit about the qigong. Um, I wanted to say, those of you that have never done any Qigong practice before, you are very lucky. Because you've got a head start on the rest of us. Yeah. So those of you that have done Qigong before, this is a chance to really practice beginner's mind. This is a chance, an opportunity to really practice coming to the practice of Qigong fresh. Because that's the heart of the practice. It's to meet the moment afresh and new awake. So, those of you that haven't been before, haven't practiced Qigong before, you've got a head start. There's less to let go of. There's less idea and expectation of what this should be in the practice of Qigong. So a real invitation and, and more than that, an encouragement for those of us that have practiced Qigong, to really see how much you can begin again. Really crucial. Each, not just each retreat, but each day, not just each day, but each session, not just each session, but each moment in the session, beginning again, starting afresh. And there are many, many hundreds of forms of Qigong. And what we'll be practicing here is a particular form called Huagong. It's originated by a, a Chinese master from Beijing called Zhizing Wang. And it's very, at the heart, very simple. And at that heart of the simplicity of the practice of this Qigong connects to the heart of all Qigong. And it's simply about landing in the experience, grounding in the experience, coming into the experience of your body as it is and letting go and opening to that. All the form that we'll be practicing is pointing towards that. There's all sorts of funky 
things that we can do with the qigong, all sorts of abilities that can be generated through the practice of qigong and through meditation and in the tradition they can call, be called siddhis and powers. That's not what the heart of the practice is. The heart of the practice is simply being able to open with your experience as it is. And if you're interested in the energetics of the practice, the energetics and the movement and the cultivation of the chi really wakes up at that point that we can really let go of trying to do anything. It's another paradox. The more you are trying to have an effect in this practice, the more things will begin to shut down and contract. The more you, you can simply arrive in your experience and open to it as it is, that experience will keep on taking you deeper and deeper and deeper into yourself, into here, into this moment. So I'll have plenty of opportunity to give more background to the Qigong, but just wanted this evening just to kind of give it that very simple introduction. And the focus at the beginning of the retreat really is in the landing, like we just practiced a little bit. So that Qigong at the beginning of the retreat will be relatively more physical, really helping us to land in the physical body, landing in our contact with the ground, and in that physicality, also helping to balance the sedentary nature of the sitting practice. It's a reality when we're sitting for 40, 45 minutes, the body, for most of us, will begin to get achy. Or tired or tight. And the qigong and the more physical aspects of the qigong can just begin to free up the structure of the body open up the structure of the body so there can be a bit more ease in the physicalness of the sitting. And ready to echo what Norman was saying, actually the practice both of the Qigong and of the meditation is an insight practice, is a, a practice of being curious about what shows up. seeing clearly into the nature of this existence. And with the Qigong practice, really finding your way with the practice, so really taking responsibility if any time you need to take a break. You might need to find that you just need to stop and stand. And be aware of your feet and the contact with the ground. Or you might find actually the standing and the moving is too much. You need to sit down. So responding to the need of the body. And if you find that there's eventually one gets sometimes into a habit of always sitting down, then we can begin to become curious about 
Is that a need? Is that a belief? Is that an idea? But in this I'm trying to encourage not to push oneself. So much of our life we use effort in a way that actually is quite almost abusive to ourselves. We're really pushing ourselves. So here with the practice on retreat, seeing how much you can unhook from that and just find a way of landing here. Taking your time to kind of land. It's like the momentum of getting here and the momentum of one's life. Just because you've got to Guy House and you've got onto your cushion doesn't mean that momentum suddenly going to go magic away. That momentum for a lot of us continues. And we'll be speaking about some of the effects of that over the days. So just finding a way of arriving, of landing, without pushing yourself. I just want to add a word about the um, <clears throat> excuse me about the the silence, and just to just to mention that for those of you who are here with a partner or with a close friend, the the silence can often be particularly difficult. Um, the the urge to to want to share, to want to support, to want to uh, to check in and see how you're doing, how each other is doing, can be can be very strong. And I'd really like to give very strong encouragement to, if you're in that position, to, to really give each other the support of the silence. It's really a, it, it may not feel like it at the beginning, but it's really a very precious gift that you can give each other. And it's a, it's a very precious gift that we all give each other. It's... Um, it's quite remarkable how how often someone will come on a retreat and at the beginning say, "Oh, I'm so nervous about the silence. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I've never been quiet more than five minutes. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I, I don't think I can do it." And and by the end, the same person is saying, "Oh, it's the most wonderful thing to to not have to talk to anyone and not have to listen to anyone." So it, it really is a a, a real um, it's a real it's a real gift and so so lots of encouragement for 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 making use of this of this support and really allowing it to be a support for for being with ourselves and not needing to to worry about others to be anxious about others to be concerned about others and and just want to want to mention also that this 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 process of being with ourselves and and not not being worried about not engaging with others is not a selfish activity 
It's not selfish. The more deeply we know and understand ourselves, the more deeply we know and understand others. And and as Brad as Brad mentioned, the 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 more deeply we connect with ourselves in a very paradoxical way, the the more the more we we really come to know connection with others in a way that really doesn't happen through our usual modes of of speaking, of eye contact, of touch. There are so many ways in which we are all connected that are far deeper and more profound than these superficial, superficial sensory connections. It's a real encouragement for the for for the silence and and using the silence as a support for this turning the attention inwardly. So we'll um, we'll finish the evening with a, a sitting meditation. So before we do that, if we'd just like to take a couple of minutes just to have a, a little stretch. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.